Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. That is so interesting. Now, do you remember on that tour, I mean, this is sort of a, I mean, I, I might be asking you to jog your memory too much, but do you remember if you guys played You Laugh, the, uh, A Thought Crusade, like, or, or was it a mix of them? It was a mix. We played um, all sorts of No For An Answer stuff from, from the records, and then um, we did Carrie Nation stuff as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I want to say that I, that I had heard that. I, I, I heard, but no, that's, I mean, it makes sense. If Dan and Gavin are going to be on stage together, why not have them? Why not? Why not? <laughs> and, you know, people, especially in the early nineties, I don't know how it is anymore, but in the nineties, like hardcore in Europe was massive. I mean, bands were going over there and just playing the ginormous crowds. I mean, I think our average crowd was like three to 500 people. Uh, one night we played the I think well over a thousand people, and that was a trip. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Are are you are you like? Do you regret at all that Triggerman never never went on tour? Um. Yeah, because you know I, I had the opportunity. I wasn't like nailed down to one like career job. I had a job and I was working full time, but. It was one of those things where my boss was like, okay, you know, the same guy I was working for when he went on tour with no for an answer. Uh, he was cool with it and there was no problem. So the opportunity was ripe and it uh, just didn't happen. I think we ended up, we did plan a whole tour and I should have got the t-shirt out. I got the t-shirt in the garage. We had a, we'd made t-shirts, uh, tour shirts, and we played the first two shows uh, somewhere in LA, I think, and then um, Salt Lake City or Tucson, one of the two. And then the rest of the, the uh, gigs just said canceled, canceled, canceled. I love Gavin. I love Gavin. I love his sense he, of humor. Oh my goodness. If I used to have a scrapbook of all the flyers that he had made um, for Trigger Man, uh, and they were pretty freaking funny, man. He had a really wicked sense of humor when it came to that kind of stuff. So now, between Trigger Man, when Trigger Man ended, I want to say in 95, and the Paul and Collective, had you been playing bass a lot or did, or was it, I mean. No, um, I played a little bit, you know, after Trigger Man, just kind of by myself and did my thing. And then uh, ended up just kind of putting it down, um, had a kid, all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't until about four, three, four years ago that I really picked. Well, let me take that back. Uh, about five or six years ago, Trigger Man gotten back together and was going to do some recording with um, Derek O'Brien um, playing drums. And so, you know, I was going through a divorce. I had a, 
a three-year-old baby at home. And I just had a lot going on in my life. I didn't have time to devote to playing and practicing. And so um, I got the, the boot from the band. And uh, and then I just put the bass down again. And then John Ma'ai, who was also in Trigger Man, uh, just at different times, had you know, reached out to me and asked me to listen to some songs that he'd been kind of playing around with for 20 plus years. And uh, I heard them and just thought, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be intrusive here, but if you want to start a band, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm in. And uh, so we got together a few times and played. And, you know, we've been playing together now for about three, three and a half years. And we just played our 160 something gig the other uh, yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's been very good. Had you been had you been um, had you been familiar with Trigger Man before you got in the band when John was the singer? Because you know, you know, you know, obviously know he's the original singer. Yes, Um, not a whole lot. I had the demo tape. Um, I think Gavin had given me the demo tape, and that was really the first that I'd really heard them Uh, because they didn't they weren't around very long with John uh, playing. I I don't know how long, but. yeah, they didn't do a whole lot, or I didn't see them in any gigs. <laughs> What's the dog's name? Because I want to mention the dog in the uh, in this. Like, I, I just want to mention him, like in like when I type up the thing about it. I, I've got uh, Bo and Willadine May, both German shepherds. B e a u. Yeah. And then Willa W i l l a. Yeah, W-I-L-L-A-D-E-N-E. D-E-N-E, okay. May, M-A... E. Okay, 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 but, you know, very, you know... Yeah, a couple southern names. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you, they, they could go see the Pollen Collective, and they would have... <laughs> well, Bo has. Bo's been to see us before. <laughs> <laughs> when we have band practice over here, these dogs just love it. They lay on the couch, or they'll... If I'm playing my stand-up bass, I have some pictures of, of Bo laying at my feet underneath my bass. And I think you posted something recently of like one of your pets just being like serenely happy. Just yeah, just, just... yeah, that was Bo. See, <laughs> I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so now is playing in Paul and Collective, is that at all similar to playing in Trigger Man? I mean, aside from the fact that you're playing a bass, like is it is it similar, different, a mix? Um it's very different. Uh, the people that I play with are, you know, two of them are music teachers. That, that's what they do. Um, and uh, we have a, another guitar player who's just a master shredder. And these guys are like throwing notes and things out at me. And I'm like, circle of fists, what the hell? I, what is that? I just, my brain immediately shuts off when they start like getting deep into the music nerdery. Right, right, right. <laughs> And, and John and I, you know, we're learning every day that we go to practice or every day we play with these people, we're learning new things. And it's, uh, it's been really cool. It's been really, really cool. Um, I never thought I'd be playing a stand-up bass. I never thought I'd be using a bow, playing stand-up bass and, you know, making pretty music that people like. <laughs> um, well, people like Trigger Man. It was just a different kind of dynamic. Let's put it this way. I never, my parents never came to see me play with Trigger Man. Gotcha. Gotcha. The uh, Paul and Collective a lot of times. So. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great thumbnail for the difference between the uh, two bands. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and I forgot to ask this. Um, what was it like? I'm I'm assuming it was probably great, but what what was it like um, for you and Trigger Man when uh, Kevin and Popeye joined? That was super rad. Um, I've always you know loved Kevin and Popeye. They they're just great guys. Um, and <laughs> when we <laughs> sorry, they're so no, they're awesome. No, I love it. I love it. Yes, yes. Oh, look yeah. at them. Hey guys. The madness that's ensuing. <laughs> but um, no, dude, it was really cool. I was really stoked that, that they were willing to play with us. I mean, Farside was still playing. They were still doing that bit. And um, Farside's one of those bands. I mean, I still listen to Farside today. I oh, yeah. I love the music. I love what they did. Um, and I love them as people. They're just amazing human beings. And so to be in a band with those guys was super cool. Um you know, and Kevin always played that, yeah, that beat up yellow drum set. And I was just kind of always in awe of people like Kevin who can play the drums and play the guitar and sing and do all these things and just these multi-talented people. And, and it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I feel that way too about people like Kevin, like people that to me could literally play and then just create any style of music that they think that they think in their head. Like mm -hmm. I, I just have such a respect for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't know how many shows we played with them, uh, but it was towards the end of, of trigger man's life anyway. So, <laughs> but you know, I, I've listened to the new stuff and it sounds cool. Um, I'm stoked for them, but uh, yeah, it was, it was cool having Kevin and Popeye in the band. My final question is how did you go about getting into teaching? Because I don't know if you remember this, we were take we took the sea bass at the same time. Oh my god, we did your memory. Holy shit. Remember yeah. we ran into each other and yeah. at that time you had almost done, I think, all three C sets at once, but you missed math by like a point. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember like I didn't understand that until I did the same thing. Yeah, it was the English. I missed English by two points. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. I think I sat in that that room for about seven hours just writing and taking tests, and it was horrible. <laughs> but to answer your question, I got into teaching um, Eric Peterson, a.k.a. Ernst, from yep. Bard's Dance. Um, his son, you know, was playing soccer, and uh, asked myself and a, a, another friend to help coach his kid's team, and I just, I loved it. I loved being around the kids. They were just these little sponges that absorbed so much. Was this around that same time? Were you younger? Were you, when you did that? Um, this was right around 1999, I guess. Okay, okay. so it was it was in that pocket of time. I, I just didn't know if maybe you'd had like a, an experience earlier in your life that you always sort of kept in the back of your mind, like, that was a great experience. I need to do that again. No, no. I, I was working for Pepsi Cola at the time. I was a sales representative. I was making really good money. You met Sugar people. Ray Leonard doing doing that. I did meet Sugar Ray <laughs> Leonard, and it was a Hughes in uh, Dana Point. <laughs> Pepsi, can you hand me that Diet Pepsi? <laughs> it's real soft voice. I turned around, I'm like, no way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was through Ernst that I, I kind of really developed a love for being around children and kids. And um, I am, you know, took a job as a custodian to make sure that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be around kids. I wanted to be in an educational environment. 
And here I am coming up on my 22nd year of, of teaching and working in schools and stuff. So, and well, I didn't know you'd been doing it that long. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. So you got in right after we saw each other then, like 1990. Yeah. yeah wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, good. I, I enjoy what I do. Um, it's, it's hard living in Orange County being a teacher, especially South Orange County where you know, things are so freaking expensive, rent and, and all of that. It's, it's nuts, but it's worth it. You know, I, I, made some friends with my students. Uh, I made friends with their families. Uh, it's been really cool.